Hey, everyone. Welcome to this week's podcast. I'm Dorinda Wilson, married to Daryl for 29 years. I'm a mom to eight kids, ages 14 to 27. We've got five graduated so far. I am a nana to five grandkids, and we've been homeschooling for over 24 years. I am super excited to be here today. I want to tell you really quickly, if you haven't checked out my simple, mercifully short book on homeschooling called The Unhurried Homeschooler, I would love for you to go check that out on Amazon. This podcast today is brought to you by Teaching Textbooks, which is an awesome math curriculum that we use and have been using for years. Now, I've mentioned several times how excited I am to be seeing more and more viable and practical alternatives for college. Higher education, it really is changing. And as homeschooling parents, um, we kind of need to stay in the loop. But the great thing is that prepping with these changes that are happening right now, keeping these changes in mind, it's so doable. And we're going to talk about that more today. And some of you may remember that I mentioned that one of our sons has been doing an online internship program called Praxis. Now, right now, he's finishing up the six-month online boot camp. And the next six months, he'll spend doing a paid internship. So he has learned so much in the last six months. It's really, um, I can see where it has really equipped him to compete in the job market. He's met some great people at Praxis. And today, I am happy to have one of those people here on the podcast with me. Um, Lolita is here. Lolita, tell me how to say your last name. It's Augeyer. It's German. Okay. A lot of people don't realize how to say it. Yeah. (laughs) Well, now I know. That's awesome. So she is a marketing associate at Praxis and a um, which, you know, obviously, as I said before, it's like an apprenticeship program that helps young people launch their careers without college. She is passionate about self-education and about empowering other young people to carve their own paths in life. Her life philosophy is to live each moment to the fullest. And if if you can't find her, she's most likely outside on some new adventure. Now, Lolita, you have also <laughs> been homeschooled, correct? I was homeschooled for six years, six of 12 years. Um, I went to private school for the first six years, but other than that, I was homeschooled the entire time. Yes. Oh, I love it. Moms love to hear from kids who are now adults who've been homeschooled because it just gives us such a perspective on, um, on homeschooling and kind of what we're needing to be, uh, the kind of the direction we need to be going, you know, just orienting us a little bit. Because I know a lot of moms out there are afraid that their kids are going to hate them when it's all Mm -hmm. said and done and that they're going to say, why did you homeschool me? You know, so, um, but my experience as I've talked to most homeschooling kids who've graduated, um, that they are really happy that they were homeschooled. I think that's exactly true, honestly. And now that there are so many young people who have grown up who have been homeschooled and they really appreciate it, I think it's giving a lot of parents encouragement. They're seeing that, you know, this this might not be as big of a deal as what we feel it is. Right. Um, We can we can be encouraged. Um, You know, there's risks no matter what you do. Mm -hmm. If you send your children to public school, you have the risk of not spending much time with them. Mm -hmm. And if you are, if you homeschool, you definitely have risks involved with that as well. But I honestly think that the risks are so worth it. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. You get to spend time with the people who you care about the most. Mm -hmm. And as a parent, you're the one who has charge of their learning and you get to be with them as they find out those new things. And as they 
um, learn what their interests are and as they pursue their passions and their goals. Really, what could be more worth it than that? I agree. I agree. It's just, I think it's, you know, wrapping our heads around the heart of homeschooling. It's so mm-hmm. much more than just about the intellect and about information. It's a, it's about relationships and real life and walking life alongside of each other and learning from each other. Cause I can say I have learned, I tell moms all the time, I think I have learned more from homeschooling than my kids did. You know, not that my kids didn't learn a ton. They, they did, but as a parent and as an adult, just the, uh, the perspective that it's given me on life and raising kids mm-hmm. and education, you know, redefining education. I, I think that's been sort of a process as we've, as we've walked through these homeschooling years. I can see so much that education is so much bigger and broader and all-encompassing than just this information that we're trying to, you know, that the schools are trying to stuff into the kids and then have them repeat it back. And there's no heart involved. There's no relationship involved. There's really, honestly, I think a lot of times not a lot of learning involved. A hundred percent. You know, and what you'll find is when you focus on the information, you end up not learning actively. And, you know, active versus passive learning is huge Mm -hmm. because when you're learning passively and you're just kind of letting that information soak into your head, it doesn't really do you much good. But active learning and putting yourself into it and learning because you're curious about something, that's when you actually start to process the information correctly. And that's when you actually start to learn. Right. That learning is is fully engaged. And that's mm-hmm. what we want our kids to do. And today you're going to share uh, some of the, the benefits and the how-tos of more of a project-based homeschooling. Do you want to explain that a little bit more? Yeah. So here's the thing about project-based homeschooling. Um, it's You can incorporate it into your homeschool no matter what type of homeschool you do. If you're unschooling, um, this is something that's perfect for that. Even if you're one of those moms that likes the very strict schedule, which honestly, I know a lot of moms that say they like it, but I don't know any that actually stick to a very, very rigid schedule. Normally, it's a little more laid back. But regardless of what kind of homeschooling you do, projects are something that you can incorporate into your homeschooling, and that can kind of help give you some really good benchmarks and some really good things that your kids can have for the rest of their life so that they don't have just these test scores that they're looking at. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, when you think about it, and as a kid, you know, the things that I look back on and the things that I remember about my school are the experiences and then the essays that I have, the things that I look back on, like the tangible projects and things that I completed that I love. I really couldn't care less about my test scores and about my report cards. What I care about is what I created. Mm Mm-hmm. That is so true because there's value in what we create. When we create something, Mm -hmm. we own it. And again, when we own it, all those, uh, you know, the whole person is engaged in in that learning process. Do you have a favorite? Can you tell me about your favorite project that you did? Oh, goodness. Well, um, so... For a while in high school, we were with a program called Classical Conversations. Mm-hmm. And one thing that they did was a mock trial. Now, this is a project that you really, it's hard to complete unless you have other friends to complete it with. But this kind of goes into one point that I make to a lot of people. It's the fact that we naturally learn when we are very passionate about something and we're throwing ourselves into that one moment, mm-hmm. into that one focus. And this mock trial was something that I did at 
14 years old, I think. And basically we had this mock trial case. It was a murder case and I was set to be the defense attorney. Now, in a project like this, what you end up doing is focusing so much of your time on it that you learn way more than what you could ever imagine. So I'm over here studying all these really cool lawyers like Jerry Spence, a really great defense attorney who even has a law school like of his own. And I studied for hours on how to defend someone properly and all about law, things that you don't really even study until you're in law school. But I was doing this at 14 years old because I was passionate about this project I was doing. I was passionate about this mock trial. I wanted to learn as much as I could through this experience. So that one's off the top of my head, but honestly, like every, everything that I did from that perspective was so worth it. Right. That, that is so true. You know, we had a, we've had kids who are, have been interested in technology and I am not a tech a tech person. Neither is my husband. My husband's worse than I am. So, (laughs) so we didn't, you know, we could have felt like we were inadequate um, to teach, you know, our, our first son was very, very much into, um, you know, C++ and coding and all that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff. We had no ability to teach him, but it didn't matter because he was so passionate about it from the time he was about 12 years old that um, he just, he just read book after book after book and did the research on the internet. And I mean, I have no idea. I know it was copious amounts of learning that he did during that time between 12 and 16 when he started college. Mm -hmm. But the funny thing is that um, if I could just get him to get the basics done, you know, uh, the basics really being language arts, like reading that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. because he hated language arts, but he loved math because he knew that math was the, was the key to get him into doing what he wanted to do, which was getting a degree in computer science. So I didn't have to teach him the math. He taught himself because he owned what he was doing. Now the language arts, that was a tough one. I really thought, oh my goodness, I, I can't get this kid to, he's, he's passionate about reading these books on coding, but to get him to do a language arts program or read something that didn't have anything to do with coding, it was pretty much impossible. So I just really tried to keep encouraging him. We did a couple of little things here and there. And I just had to trust that when the time came, he was going to own it. And he did. You know, when he when he got into college, he took the entrance exam. He aced the mm-hmm. English entrance exam. And I, to this day, I, it still just makes me laugh because we did so little language arts. But that kid wanted to get into college. He wanted to keep moving forward with what he was doing. And then he gets in and he does his first quarter. And I, when he got into his first class, this was also really interesting. He got into his first class and the professor immediately said, the first thing they said on the first day was forget everything that you learned in high school. We're going to teach you something completely different. So if I had spent all this time coercing and forcing him to do what I thought would prepare him for this class, I would have been wasting my time. I didn't know that at the time. I was just like, Lord, what do I do with this kid? And and I just kept hearing this, you know, small voice saying, just, you know, just don't put too much on him. Just, you know, take it as light as you can. Just kind of play, did that little dance till he got into college. And then I read his first paper, his first quarter. I could not believe what a great paper he wrote. It just blew my mind. He got a great grade in the class. And again, all this was just, 
comes down to, the point of what I'm saying is it came down to ownership, came down to him being passionate about what he was doing. And that's just what you're talking about here. And you're saying that while we still have them at home and they're homeschooling, uh, having them doing projects that they're passionate about is so multifaceted in the potential for learning. 100%. And it's something that even something that they're not so passionate about, but you as a mom are passionate about, you can often create a project that ties something that they're not so passionate about into something that's actually a passion of theirs. Um, one example of this would be uh, my younger brother. And he he's hated reading and writing for a long time. And he was one of those kids that he's so athletic and he just wants to be outside constantly working, constantly doing parkour, playing football, whatever he can get his hands on. But doing school was, he hated it. And we wanted to get him to read. We wanted him to read, but there was, there was no way, like, we're not going to force him to just sit down whenever that he just hates it. And so sure we've read books, we read books as a family, but how could we get him to take ownership of this himself? Because reading is so important. And anyway, my mom looked at me the one day, she's like, you know, Tim Tebow just came out with this new book. I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it for my, for Winfred. And I was like, okay, yeah, sounds good. So we just put this book on his desk the one day and I see him three days later, he's halfway through this self-help book of all things. You know, he's 10 years old. How do you get a 10 year old to read a self-help book? Right. He's sitting here halfway through it because it's written by Tim Tebow, a football player who was motivation for him. And it's, it just goes to show that wasn't so much of a project that was just getting him to do something as simple as reading a book. But it goes to show how tying something in that they're passionate about is the key to getting them to learn the other things that are necessary, but sometimes harder to learn if you are not as passionate about it. That's right. That's right. And I think this is where it's really important to be, as a mom, to be a student of your kids. This mm-hmm. is, I tell moms this all the time. Um, it's not the big leaps. It's not the um, having the perfect curriculum. It's knowing your kid. You know, um, I I liken it to growing a garden. I I grew a garden one year that was just, uh, the harvest was above and beyond any other year. And I thought to myself, what did I do differently? And I realized what it was. I was out there every single day, not for copious amounts of time, but checking Mm -hmm. in, checking the plants, making sure that they had what they needed, you know, taking off dead stuff. I was aware if something needed some some food or fertilizer or water or whatever. And I was waylaying any major problems simply by being faithful to the small little daily things. And that's what I found with homeschooling. It's really about plotting and it's about knowing your kid, checking in with them pretty much on a daily basis, having conversations where you know where their head is and what their interests are. And, you know, you're asking questions and you kind of know, because they go through so many different developmental phases and Mm -hmm. they can, you know, something can change in a week or two. So that regular checking in and knowing, and that's exactly what your mom did. She knew that um, that particular Tim Tebow was a, uh, was somebody that your brother would be interested in hearing from and just sort of strategically placed a book that, you know, she thought he might open up. It wasn't forced. It was just 
you know, being strategic about letting some things be sitting around that they might be interested in. And I think that's something that as homeschooling moms, we can also do is just always have good books available, have resources (laughs) just kind of at their fingertips to pick up whenever they feel like, and having margin in our day Mm -hmm. so that they have time to, um, to just kind of wander over to those things. And every moment isn't scheduled, but they just kind of have this time to sort of pursue their interests and Mm -hmm. pick up these things that are laying around. And hopefully your child is going to have lots of different interests, especially when they're young. And you'll be able to watch those morph, you know, if, and if you give them a chance to say, do a project based on that interest or learn something around it, they'll be able to figure out if that's something that they actually want to pursue further, or if it's something that is just, you know, something on the side that they enjoyed for a while, and then they'll go on to bigger things, giving them those opportunities to pursue what they enjoy and to find what they enjoy most is honestly, isn't that what homeschooling is most about? It's not about doing the math right or, and getting, making sure that you get six subjects done every day. It's about, you know, making sure that those subjects are giving your child the tools that they need to do what they love and do what they love for God later on in their life. That's right. That's right. You know, and I think it is, it's so important to, um, to just be, be that mom who's tuned in and kind of knows what's going on and understand that um, their interests are going to change. I, you know, when Jake, our oldest that I was talking about earlier, when he was younger, um, it looked as though to us that he might be interested in mechanics because he loved to take things apart and tinker with things and, mm-hmm. you know, take things apart and try to put them back together and kind of see how things worked. And we're like, cool, we could use a mechanic in the family, you know? <laughs> so that's what we're thinking. And we, you know, cause when he was younger, um, technology isn't, I mean, the, the internet didn't exist. So, mm-hmm. you know, if somebody had told me when he was six years old, oh, he's going to be a software engineer. I'm like, what? what in the world? And he's going to be, you know, working on the internet and da, 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 da. Like, what are you talking about? You know, and it's the same thing now. Everything is changing so quickly. There's no way to predict what it is that our kids are going to be doing. What is the job market going to look like? It's constantly evolving, constantly changing. So it's the most important thing we can give our kids is just the ability to learn, like the desire to be, to continue to learn and the tools to know how to learn what it is that they're passionate about, what it is that they want to learn about, you know, being resourceful. Um, but yeah, their, their interests are going to change and it, we just need to just kind of flex with that, you know, like, okay, maybe one week they're really interested in geology and, you know, two weeks later they're not anymore and that's okay. We just, we know that they're learning Every time they're pursuing an interest, whether it's an interest that lasts forever or not, learning is still happening. And hopefully, you know, if you're watching your children and if you know your children, which is the goal of homeschooling, you'll be able to see which interests are the ones that are kind of just going to fade away and which ones are the ones that are going to stay with them for the rest of their lives. That's the fun in it, I think. Um, One thing is that this kind of project-based approach to home, to homeschooling and to learning in general, it translates much better to adulthood than, it, than normal just studying for a test does. Because when you think about it, in real life, you're not studying for any test. Um, because what you do in school often in traditional schooling is, you know, you learn the math so you can get a good grade on the math test, then you go on. You learn the history so that you could put the right answers on the history test, and then you go on. But a lot of kids who are educated like this, they get into the real world, they get into whatever job they're going, or they start raising a family, and they realize, wait, 
this isn't how it works in real life. Mm -hmm. It's not about the test. You know, it's about learning through the process. And so if you can focus on giving your children an education that focuses on the process rather than studying for a test, it's so much better for them when they reach adulthood because they've already been learning like this for years and years. And it's wonderful to watch this, you know, come into action when they grow up, which obviously that happened for your son Mm -hmm. um, as you, you know, gave him the tools to learn. That's awesome. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. And um, it's just, I love what you said about the process, you know, being engaged in the process. And and that's a hard thing. Um, if, if your only experience is the public school mm-hmm. uh, system, it, it, we tend to want to go back to that because it's all we know. But often when we do that, we're doing that out of fear. And I think it's so important never to homeschool from a place of fear, but to... Um, to just homeschool from a place of faith, a place of understanding. And I think what you're talking about today is, uh, is, is one of those ways to do that, to be thinking about how is my child actually engaged in the learning process right now, whether you're baking together. And this is what I say mm-hmm. all the time. There are things we do in everyday life, so much of what we do in everyday life that is is translates into learning for our kids. If, if they're engaged in the process, they're learning. Just kids are wired that way. You know, they come to us wired to learn, wired, they're wired with curiosity, you know? And I think the problem is that when we load them up with book work and things that just aren't a good fit for them, we just burn them out. And all of a sudden learning just isn't fun anymore. So all of a sudden, after years of that, they're saying, I don't want to learn anymore because learning is a drag, you know, and, and they sort of turn off that part of their brain. And um, I think it takes a lot to do that. Um, So don't panic moms, if you don't feel like you're doing it all right, you know, but it doesn't, the important part is that we're, we are learning along the way with our kids, you know, Mm-hmm. where we're showing them, we're modeling that to them, what it looks like to be a lifelong learner. You know, I, I tell moms all the time, don't give up all of your hobbies um, on the altar of homeschooling. Don't do that because what happens is um, when we still keep some of those hobbies and we make time for those during the day, we show our kids that lifelong learning that example of lifelong learning. You know, I was always learning about uh, new things about how to take recipes and make them more healthy. Or Mm -hmm. um, I learned how to, I learned about, I took an herb class and learned about herbs and I would just periodically have conversations with the kids about, you know, I was making a tincture and they would say, well, what are you doing? And and I would tell them this is a tincture and and it's for, and it's uh, supposed to help you or your body uh, have, get more calcium and it's got these ingredients in it, or we'd be outside and we'd see a, um, you know, what looked like a weed. And I'd say, you know, most of these weeds are actually herbs and they're useful. This one here is for clotting blood and this one's for getting a fever down. And, mm-hmm. you know, and it would just happen so naturally through conversation and just living life alongside of each other. And in, by doing that, we model to our kids um, what it looks like to be a lifelong learner. It's so much more about the experience and the, you know, the day-to-day experience than it is about, um, than it is about, you know, doing the right thing and learning exactly the right curriculum. Actually, um, it's an ancient Jewish concept. Um, Jesus, that's how he taught his disciples. Um, if you go back into your original, like, Jewish history and teaching, um, they were very young children. 
children, actually. Disciples were normally um, young boys dressed out of, just out of school. Um, and so it's interesting that Jesus took them and they were with him every day. And yes. they learned by yes. sitting at his feet and walking in the dust of his feet. That was, yes. for a disciple, that was the biggest um that was the biggest thing that they could possibly do is get the get the dust of the rabbi's feet onto him. And wow. so I think that that's a concept that if we as parents can grasp, yes, if we can realize that there are disciples and we have the we have the responsibility to model for them what life is like and what it's like to live a life that is pleasing to God and to live it to the fullest. I think that honestly, that's what it comes back down to. It does come back down to that. In one of my workshops, I talk about um, the Greek method versus the Hebrew method of teaching. Mm -hmm. And those are essentially the two main methods of teaching. You'll find you know, all kinds of methods on the internet, but they will fall under one of those two categories. And the Greek method is information-based. It's like what we see in Mm -hmm. the schools. And um, the Hebrew method is rooted in relationship. Right. And relationships take time. And, you know, like you said, Jesus was the perfect example of what it looks like to disciple. And, And I love to tell moms this, Jesus wants to disciple you as you disciple your children. So it's this kind mm-hmm. of beautiful circle where we're also learning from Jesus while we're teaching our children. And so the beauty of that is it doesn't all fall on our shoulders. We're mm-hmm. learning as we walk with our children. So I would say God doesn't uh, call the qualified. He qualifies the called. And so if he's mm-hmm. called you to homeschooling, he's going to equip you day to day. Now, if your child is in second grade and you are fretting about high school, stop it because you don't need to worry about that right now. You know, to, you're equipped to homeschool a second grader in his what second week of school you know today whatever this day is that's the day that you're going to be equipped to handle with that child don't worry about high school because we grow into that over the years and um fretting about it just takes away from the joy of today but yes the discipleship thing is so important it's such a very different picture than um than what we're seeing in the public school system which makes perfect sense. You know, you've got the the world's way of doing things and we've got God's way of doing things and they look vastly different and they should. Mm-hmm. But as homeschooling moms, it's our privilege and responsibility to wrap our heads around that and our hearts around that and walk in it, even though it's not completely familiar, even though it's not completely laid out, it, it it, it's not a scope and sequence and a lot of it's kind of intangible. Like some of the things you're talking about with this, this learning um, along the way, this being engaged in the process versus, you know, having so much emphasis put on the outcome. Mm-hmm. Our emphasis needs to be on the process. And, um, and that's just something that's, it's new to us if we haven't been around that. So, but we can learn, right? A hundred percent. And, you know, from that perspective, like don't ever discount what your child may be learning by standing beside you and washing the dishes Absolutely. or don't ever discount what your child might learn by following a recipe and cooking something or hanging out the laundry or doing just what may seem to you as regular chores. But mm-hmm. those are the things that now looking back at 18, I'm glad that I knew that. My mom focused on having us ready to run a household by the time we were 16. That was her personal goal. And 
those things that she taught us with that goal in mind are honestly the most valuable things to me now because no matter where you go in life and no matter how the world changes those are things that those are things that I'll need no matter where I go um and you know technology is going to change and what I do for my career is definitely going to change within the next 5 to 20 years but those essential life skills like how to manage money and how to run a house and how to cook and how to take care of a family. Those are things that no matter where I go, I'll be able to use them. And those are the things that actually matter the most to me. Mm -hmm. And even those, those particular skills, a lot of those can be transferred into a job situation, Mm -hmm. you know, just that organizational skills, the math skills, the relational skills, the, you know, the administrative skills, you know, all of those are incorporated in family life. And so if we can just wrap our heads around the fact that family life offers so many opportunities for learning those, I guess you would call them soft skills, you know, some of them are hard skills, but a lot of them are soft skills, you know, collaboration and teamwork and um, things like that. Um, and I always say, I like to kind of just, if you want to just get it kind of a bird's eye view of homeschooling, at least ha- my perspective on it is, you know, be faithful in the basics, the three mm-hmm. R's, reading, writing, and arithmetic. Then you're teaching the soft skills through real life and relationships. And that pr- you know, for the most part, I would say encompasses what homeschooling looks like. And, um, and it's been interesting to, I, my kids are saying the same thing as you, as they're, as they're going into adulthood, you know, our oldest is 27 there. They have all said it's the, it's those times you made us go out in the garden and work early in the morning. It, when you had us do this, you had us do this, you had chores, we had responsibilities, we had to do our work before we could do the other, the fun stuff, you know, all those things are things that they value as adults and that they say have impacted their lives. It wasn't the math curriculum that I chose, whether I chose Saxon or teaching textbooks or this language or that, it, that, it, that really, that didn't even play into, um, you know, the impact on their lives. It was really um, all those other things that I was just uh, just mentioning. But I wanted you to um, talk, can you talk a little bit more about the project-based um, homeschooling? If a mom had an idea of something that, okay, it depends on the age, of course, but um, mm-hmm. can you give me another example? Maybe say um, elementary school, like uh, some sort sure. of project that a mom could do. So, well, actually, here is one that my mom put into action for us, and this is one that can translate across your whole family. We had one night a week that we called presentation night, and it basically meant that everyone from age 1 to 18 had, or, you know, one's a little overdone, but she was, I think she was three years old when she started doing a presentation every night, and it was something that you are learning this week. Make a presentation about it somehow and show it to the rest of the family. Now, this is something that it seems like it should, it seems like everybody should be doing it, but it's crazy how having one night a week like this taught us so much. So we learned public speaking skills Mm -hmm. because if you can speak in front of your family without losing your face and, you know, have a good presentation like that, you can speak in front of anybody. We learned how to present something in a way that Everybody can understand, people of all ages. Um, and we learn how to incorporate our interests and turn them into something that other pe- people could watch us. So the kids would do dance presentations or they would do science presentations or I would do a slideshow 
of something that I was working on, or we would read essays, but we always had something there for that week. And normally it did take a lot of work to prepare these things. My mom maybe had to go get a couple things for a science project, or maybe we had to really work hard on editing that essay so that it would be just right for that presentation night. But this is kind of like something that you as a mom can put in place that encourages that project-based model in your children you know, from young up. I love that because it's a simple, it's a simple thing, but yet there is so much going on there. I mean, as I'm listening to you and describe some of the different things that each of you and your siblings would uh, do for this night, wow, there's a whole gamut of learning going on there. And just that whole idea of speaking in front of people that's, you know, apparently from what I've read, that's like the second worst fear right after death. (laughs) for most people is to speak in front of somebody. So if they can um, learn how to do that at a young age and get comfortable with that. And also the other thing you're doing is what Praxis um, really emphasizes, and that is being able to bring value to, mm-hmm. um, to this particular night. So you're taking your part, your little area of specialty, and you're bringing that value to that night. And that also grows their confidence so much. Um, that's the other thing is just that, that you have something valuable to offer. And, right. and that is such a huge, huge message that we want our kids to get. Yeah. So um, the, thing about, the thing about this project base, and I mentioned it one time before, but I want to say it again because I think it's so important, is that it translates very well when you're starting a career or when you're finding what you're going to do with your life in adulthood. And that is one thing that Praxis is strong on, and this is why, um, is, you know, these projects are things that employers are going to look at later on and be like, okay, if they could finish this project, then I know that they'll be able to stick out a project on the job. Right. And so, you know, as you go on, you'll be, it'll be more job oriented projects. And that's what we focus on at Praxis a lot is um, projects that signal your skills and your interest in a certain market area or in a cer- in a certain skill area. And, you know, hopefully by the time you're 18, 20, you've really been able to kind of hone in on what you enjoy the most. And you're able to build projects surrounding interests that will get you a job later on someday. That's, the goal, I guess, especially with project-based homeschooling throughout your entire life. Right, right. And so um, I think the moms might want to know um, just a little bit more about what Praxis is, and then maybe you could share why you chose to continue um, your education there. Yeah, so Praxis is an apprenticeship program, I say, for young people who want more than college. Um, we don't have a lot of young people that go to college after Praxis at all. Normally, they ha- they finish Praxis and they're like, yes, I have what I need to launch my career completely and they're good to go. Um, what we do is we combine a six-month boot camp with a six-month apprenticeship. The boot camp is online and the apprenticeship is at one of our business partners. So hopefully by the time you apply, you are definitely ready to move to a business partner somewhere across the country and start really working and learning on the job. Um, Because it comes back down to that concept of we learn best when we are very passionate about something and when we're doing something that creates value for someone else. And so that's why an apprenticeship is huge, especially in today's world when technology is changing so much. Um, Getting a four-year college degree, when you think about it, you spend 
tens of thousands of dollars. And then by the time you get out of college, half of the stuff they taught you in the books is probably outdated. Mm -hmm. And this is where an apprenticeship is so much more useful because you're learning on the job and you're learning and you're watching as the market changes and as more information comes and you're able to learn with that flow of information. Right. Um, I personally chose Praxis because I was ready to graduate high school and, you know, at 17 years old. And I was like, I don't know. I don't have a specific career in mind. I knew that if I had something very highly specified that I wanted to do that needed a college degree, I would go get a college degree. But at that point, I didn't have that specific goal. I'm one of those people that I love everything. No matter what I do, I'm going to throw myself into it 100%. I might not master it, but I'm at least going to be able to do a very good job at it. Mm. And at this point, I didn't want to box myself into one specific thing. And I thought, what if there was something that I could do that really just gave me a basic overview of the business world and a basic understanding of how a business works so that if I want to start a business later on or no matter what I want to do later, if this is what I want to do, I can do it. Well, ironically, I saw Praxis pretty soon after that. Um, I threw the information at my mom and I said, hey, this is what it's all about. And she said, oh yeah, I've heard of it before. That sounds cool. And that was that. I applied, got accepted, and it has been an amazing experience ever since. Mm, I love it. Yes, I I have been, um, it's been very interesting to watch Luke go through the process and just see him grow in confidence and just see him really honing in on things that are actually really useful. And Mm -hmm. so that's been a fun thing to see. In fact, I had um, Isaac on the podcast several uh, several months ago. And uh, if you if you all want to go back and listen, it's called uh, Redefining Education. And he, he was also homeschooled. And so he shares his story about how he ended up um, starting Praxis and all of that. And it's just fascinating. I think it's so relatable to us as uh, homeschooling students and homeschooling parents. Um, so it'd be great if, if you all could go back and listen to that. But it's, it's interesting, too, because a lot of the students at Praxis, um, there's a, quite a few homeschoolers. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Actually, a disproportionate amount of homeschoolers come to Praxis. <laughs> um, I think partly because they are, they're already used to learning on their own and right. learning based like, okay, this is the next goal I want. So here's what I'm going to do to reach that goal. Right. They, they perform very well with a program like Praxis and this project-based, you know, perspective, you know, even if you haven't, even if you haven't specifically taken that view in your homeschooling, most of the time homeschool kids just get it. Yes. And so we focus on that style a lot. We actually have a whole project module mm-hmm. um, where they spend a whole month working on a on a very specific project to show their skills. Right. Um, so that's how much we believe in this kind of thing at Praxis. And homeschoolers honestly just get it. Yeah. Yeah, I can totally see that because after watching Luke kind of go through go through the process, it's definitely um, a great place for homeschoolers. The thing that I love too is that every year they give a scholarship, right? So tell us about that. Sure. Yeah. So right now, um, if you apply before October 1st, so it's really coming up again. Um, but yes, every year we have a scholarship for homeschoolers where we will, we will actually offer to pay one homeschooler's way completely through Praxis. And that's a $12,000 um, scholarship where we'll pay, one, we'll pay for one homeschooler to go completely through. Wow. Um, 
Yeah. So that's how much we believe in the homeschool model. That's how much we believe in homeschooling works. Homeschooling is a great way to educate your children. And we've seen that. We've seen that come alive in the young adults that come through our program. Right. And so that is why we offer that. Right. And, you know, let me just say, she mentioned what the, the, the tuition is if you don't have a scholarship, but um, Praxis also makes it very doable um, as far as payment wise. They have a payment plan and um, essentially they try to set it up so that when uh, when the student is has completed the program that they walk away from it debt free because the in the I guess is it an apprenticeship? I call it internship, but basically <laughs> an apprenticeship the last six months is a paid apprenticeship. So it helps uh, finish you could take part of that and help finish paying off the tuition. So essentially they're all about walk away from this without debt with skills and value to bring to a job and a career and no debt. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. hundred percent. And <laughs> at least $14,400 during your apprenticeship. So it well covers the cost of the tuition that you'll pay initially. Um, so yeah, you know, you may have to squeeze for, a year, but right. you know, it's so worth it at this age. It's right. so worth it because yes. the learning that you're getting in exchange for that is wonderful. Yeah. And the value so, is yeah, there. it's yeah. perfect. It's perfect for a high school student who would like a gap year or who would like for me, I just, I really just wanted something to kind of give a capstone to my entire right. high school experience. And that's right. why I came to Praxis because <laughs> I was able to, you know, continue what I was learning and loving right here you know, right. so that's, it's definitely great for someone like that. Or if you would just want a college alternative that or want to awesome. get, get straight into the startup world. It's amazing. Right. Okay. So they have until, um, October 1st, correct. To get the, um, application in for the scholarship. Is that right? Yes. Okay. You can go to discoverpraxis.com slash homeschool. That's where you can apply for the scholarship. Okay. And I will put that in the podcast notes. So discoverpraxis.com slash scholarship. Slash homeschool. Homeschool. Got it. Yes. Okay. And then, um, so as we wrap it up here, I want moms to know that if you want to connect with Lolita, she's got some great information. Um, She shot me a couple of uh, things that she has on, is this, I'm assuming this is on your website, 21 Ways to Launch Your Career as a Teen. Is that a, a, a blog post or a podcast? Yes. I actually wrote that for the Praxis blog, but yes, it'll be on my website as well. Okay. And then a career launch webinar that she hosts along with with, uh, Praxis Director of Operations, Sarah Morrison. And then another um, on Dear Concerned Parents. And this is a post that she wrote encouraging parents not to stress over your child's future. I love that. (laughs) Yes. I'm I'm very passionate about reaching um, not only young people, but parents and letting them know that it's going to be okay. Honestly, if you just let the kinks work themselves out and if you just focus on taking it one day at a time, making each experience valuable and wonderful in itself, it's going to work out. Honestly. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, our son just reminded me a while back. He said, you know, you gave us you know, the three R's and some of those, you know, the soft skills that we were talking about just from everyday life and relationships. And he said, you know, then it's our responsibility. We take that and we turn those into the hard skills for Mm -hmm. doing whatever it is we want to do. So, you know, there is a point at which you get to hand that baton off to the child and you can say, 
I've given you what I can give you. And, and, and they actually, what, what I've found happens is they start to actually do that while they're in high school. You know, they right. start to just really sort of pick up on some things that they're passionate about. And they start taking those things, those basics we've taught them and applying them to learning those uh, hard skills for, to take them the direction that they want to go. So there is a really great flow to it. And um, I think once you experience it, either, you know, like you've experienced it from, from a, a student aspect, I've experienced it from a parent aspect. It's really a cool process and it's what makes homeschooling such an awesome, uh, awesome way to educate our kids. So I just want to thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you for having me on. Sure. Did you have something to add to? Oh, I was just going to say that. Yes, it's absolutely, it's absolutely beautiful and it's wonderful. Mm. And yes, it, you know, it can work out and there are, I'm not the only one. I'm not the only 18 year old here, you know, talking about homeschooling so passionately. I know I can, I can mention on like hundreds of other young people who are just as passionate about homeschooling and have received just as much value from this. Mm. So it's, it's growing and it's, I'm really happy to be a part of it. Oh, that's great. And as a homeschooling mom, it's exciting for us to know that there are viable alternatives to college because it it really helps us think outside the box, you know, and it brings much more freedom into our homeschooling. So um, I'm going to include, um, ways that moms can connect with you. You have a podcast and a blog, and then I'll, I'll make sure that I put the information for uh, Praxis there as well. Um, and then some of these things that we mentioned, uh, links to some of these uh, posts and uh, things that you've written that I think will be a real encouragement to moms. Wonderful. So thank you so much for being here with us. Um, I, we really appreciate it. And moms, thank you for being here as well. Um, I hope you all have a great week.